Talk about screwed. Oh, no, I assure you this is the correct room. The room service guy was way too cheerful. A full English breakfast, courtesy of Mr. Smith, madam. Shall I bring it in? Well, okay. Things were looking up. Courtesy of, usually translated as paid for, right? Go for it. Sam stepped aside and mentally tallied the cash she had left in her bag, so she could at least tip the guy before dodging out on the bill, in case she was wrong about that translation. She pulled out a five-pound note and slipped it into her pocket while the waiter uncovered Eggs Benedict, meats, breads, potatoes, more breads. She'd be swimming in carbs the rest of the day. Mr. Smith apologized for his early departure, but asked me to assure you all the expenses have been handled and to personally deliver this. The waiter pulled a thick manila envelope from beneath the food-laden plate and handed it to her, smiling when she awkwardly traded it for the folded fiver. Poor guy. She hoped his tips the rest of the day made up for hers. As soon as he'd disappeared down the carpeted hallway, she put out the Do Not Disturb sign, checked her cell phone for the time, and then consulted the hotel information card posted on the back of the door. Checkout wasn't for another four hours, so she had time to eat and shower in elegance before returning to her minuscule apartment. Now that it appeared Gary had at least thought enough to order breakfast for her and leave a note, her mood improved rapidly. She was still an idiot, expecting flowers and violins, when the guy was apparently thinking more last night in London quickie. But that was her pattern, wasn't it? Thus, the grad school rule. Now she was going to change it to the no more men period rule. She wouldn't be the first spinster to grace the halls of academia. In fact, it was almost expected. She rolled the tray near the window and pulled over a cushioned chair. She'd been too nervous the night before to take much note of the room's decor, except for an overwhelming sense of gray. But now that she studied it, Sam realized the color scheme seemed inspired by a dense black-and-white tapestry with a lot of horses and hounds. This fabric covered the walls and the bed and the back of the chair, and the furniture gleamed with an antiqued silver finish. Even the bust of the horse's head sitting on the window ledge had the patina of aged silver. How very British upper crust. Conservative, stuffy, and almost dizzying. Might as well enjoy it while she could. Sam laid the envelope on the tray and shoveled eggs and sausage, toast and potatoes onto a plate as if she hadn't eaten in a week. Everything in London cost a fortune, way more than back at Louisiana State University and her one-semester research fellowship didn't afford her much more than whatever the corner market held in its clearance bins, that and her morning coffee indulgence. Poverty was proving to be a good diet tool, so she couldn't complain. How many people had a chance to live in London for four months doing nothing but academic work for a master's degree? Never mind that the way she'd gotten here hadn't exactly been on the up-and-up, she would more than make up for it with her research results. Curiosity outweighed hunger after a couple of bites, though. That envelope looked awfully thick and heavy, way more than a simple we'll-always-have-our-six-days-in-London goodbye note. It was a simple brown business rectangle with a metal clasp on the back. 
She ran her hands across it, then slid a nail underneath the flap to pop it open. It had been sealed well, not like one might fasten a hastily dashed off spur of the moment note. Weirder and weirder. Sam's sense of unease returned, the one she'd had when she'd awoken to find herself alone in the room, with the drawers and closet empty and no sign of Gary's luggage. Even the champagne stand and glasses he'd already had waiting in the room when they got in from the restaurant last night had been removed. Something wasn't right. She pulled out the contents, noting a folded white sheet atop what looked like a stack of photographs. She set the paper aside, confusion turning to hot anger when she saw the first image in glossy 8 by 10 detail. What kind of sick joke was this? That perv had sent her photos of...